Well, good morning, Glenn Kirk. Good morning. <laughs> you know, this past year, some have said, have been, has been the perfect trifecta. Pandemic, racial unrest, political division. I mean, the most powerful nation in the world couldn't find toilet paper. <laughs> Our comfort zone really has been rocked. I mean, bigger issues than toilet paper. There's a movie, one of my favorite movies is While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. And there's a scene near the end of the movie where the father and the son are sitting at the dining room table, beautiful morning, sun streaming in, they're eating donuts. And, and the father says, you know, sometimes in life there's just that time when everything, but he's getting along and everything's good, life is good. And the son, who's just about to drop some bad news on his dad, says, dad, this is not that moment. You know, we long for that moment to live in a world that never runs out of toilet paper or never needs hand sanitizer. But this is not that moment. This is not that world. We long for peace. We long for everything to be made right. We long for the assurance that our relations will work, relationships will work out, our finances will work out. But life is topsy-turvy. Turbulence, uncertainties, losses, pandemics, estrangements, broken relationships, fires, hurricanes, tornadoes. And we long in the midst of all of that for peace, for certainty. And yet our Lord said, in this world you will, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. And this morning, in the brief time we have, I want to look at some scriptures and a God who shows us how to take heart in the midst of all the unknowns and all the uncertainties. Today, we are going to look at a name revealed in scripture, Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace, the Lord is peace. Names in the Old Testament often revealed the essential character and nature. Yahweh, Shalom, the Lord is peace. Would you bow on a word of prayer with me, please? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh God, may we stand upon Christ alone, our cornerstone in this shaky world. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So Yahweh is, was first revealed to God's people in Exodus to a shepherd, to a man who had murdered somebody. God heard the cries of his oppressed people, his people who were locked in slavery, without a hope, it seemed. And yet the scripture says that God heard their cry. And not only does he hear, but he enters in and he brings his name, his presence, his redemption. The scripture is found in Exodus where, again, it tells us that God's people are uh, under oppression. Exodus 3 and God is, again, calling Moses, and Moses is like, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, what if I go to the people, and they kind of think, who are you, Moses? You know, don't we all like, oh, God's calling me to do something really major? 
So listen to what God said. And God said, I will be with you, and this will be a sign to you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, but suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, well, what's his name? And then what am I going to tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to tell the Israelites. I am has sent you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent you. Basically the God who always has been. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. Amen. This is the word of our God. Um, and, and just an aside that I thought was interesting, so I'm using a pew Bible this morning. I have a preaching Bible, which actually I'm going to have to get a new one. I go to Mark, this particular passage, so I can be ready to read it to you all, and that whole page is missing out of my Bible. I don't know what happened to it. I'm sorry. You know, rightly divide the word of God doesn't mean ripping out a page, but you know, it, it just made me think of the fact how often we live our lives without Yahweh as, as our foundation. See, this is the God who saved his people from the oppressive slavery. God's people struggling. God redeems, and he reveals his name, Yahweh. I am that I am. I am pre-existent creator, not created, Yahweh is eternal in his self-existence. He is not created as you and I are. And everything we tend to depend upon is a created thing. He is the creator, unchangeable in his being and character, faithful to all of his promises. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He is the sovereign, all-powerful, all-knowing God. Yahweh, I am that I am self-existing, in need of no one or anything. And he enters in. Theologian Herman Bavnik says this, God is the real, the true being, the fullness of being, the sum total of all reality and perfection, the totality of being from which all other beings owe its existence. He is an immeasurable and unbounded ocean of being, who alone has being in himself. This is the God we worship, the great I am that I am, I will be who I will be. And this name is used throughout scripture thousands of times. And just an aside, the pronunciation's a little in question because it was seen as such a sacred name that they often didn't use it and then they just used the consonants. So I don't know how you pronounce it, Yahweh, Jehovah. I am that I am. God reveals himself, I am that I am, I will be who I will be, that he himself is a covenant God. You see, the name Yahweh for God always is in his redemptive work, that he is a covenant God, he is a relationship God. What a covenant God means is this, he says, I am your God. He takes the first step, I am your God and you will be my people. This relational God in covenant with us. I am that I am. He is God, we are not. 
Matthew Henry said, the day of the greatest distress is God's time to appear for his people's relief. And the self-existent one is with us when everything is right in the world and there's toilet paper on the shelves. And he is there in a covenantal call to our lives in uncertain, shaky times. He is the great I am that I am, that in the midst of all the unknowns and all that goes bump in the night, he hears us, he comes to us, he redeems us. And then a few, chap a few books later in Judges, he reveals a compound name, Yahweh Shalom. I am that I am is peace. Yahweh Shalom. The great I am that I am is peace. Some years after Moses had been used by God to lead the people out of captivity, God's people had kind of a theme, had forgotten him. And Judges 6 opens up uh, with, uh, you know, <laughs> humanity did evil. Everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes. You see, the created was judging what was right instead of worshiping the created. And God comes to his people. There is a man, Gideon. I mean, in this t at this point, and you can read this later, the, the message here today is not so much about Moses and Gideon and their story, but a God who comes to us in the midst of tumultuous times. And Gideon is cowering, he is, uh, he is doing the wheat uh, hidden away from uh, the, the oppressors that are coming, the, the oppressors are, are called locusts, they literally just wipe out everything and, and, and the children of God are miserable. And God enters in and he's gonna raise up Gideon and Gideon's like, uh, me? I mean, first of all, where have you been, God? Because I haven't seen a lot of miracles lately. So he questions God, and then we see him testing God. You know, both of those, those are no-nos. And yet God enters into our brokenness. And, you know, Gideon's like, I come from the smallest tribe. How, how am I going to uh, raise up as a deliverer? But God says this, and I'm going to start in verse 23, and then we'll go to 24. But the Lord said to him, in the midst of his fear, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, the Lord is peace. Yahweh Shalom, I am that I am is peace. To this day, it stands in Ophrah of the Abyssalites. The Lord is peace. I am your peace, the Lord says. Life is really bad for God's people, but God enters in. I am that I am, shalom. Shalom comes in the midst of turmoil, fear, anxiety. It comes at a time when we are threatened, afraid, in times of uncertainty and doubt. And the Lord Yahweh, the self-existent, all-powerful, redemptive God shows up and, and I just want to clarify here, I'm not saying he's not there before he shows up. He's there. It's just he gets our attention. And we see him as Yahweh, the shalom we so longingly desire. The shalom that God is revealing himself as is soundness, completeness, flourishing, 
And the day that Gideon went out to wage war against a numerically superior enemy, Gideon was at peace, not because his army was strong or that Gideon had learned how to fight, but because Yahweh Shalom was with him. It is a peace that is exceedingly and abundantly above all any of us can ask or imagine, and in truth, we can have quiet confidence. It is a calm in the eye of the storm. It is a place where we don't need to cower in trepidation, but we can rest. World peace, the peace that the world offers. That's what so many of us settle for and long for. I mean, when, in the days of the Miss America pageants, and they would ask them, what do you want for the world? What did they say? Number one answer, world peace. Well, most of its history, the world has not been at peace. And through most of history, humanity has not been at peace with each other outside their homes or inside their homes. See, we, we see peace as the absence of war, the absence of conflict. Everyone's getting along with each other. There's no diseases. There's no stock market crashes. If the peace we long for or the peace we're standing in is not tied to Yahweh, it'll leave you. It is short term. It is temporary at best. See, if, if peace for you or me equals all my family members are safe, and that's not a bad thing to want. Yesterday, I did a service in this sanctuary for a 35-year-old man who passed suddenly. And, and there were, there was weeping, and actually some howling, just the, couldn't comfort the soul. If our peace rests in the end of pan the pandemic, we felt good a couple of weeks ago and then all of a sudden there's an uptick. If our peace rests in our health, the reality is, let me break it to you gently, we're all gonna die. If the peace we long for is what people think of us, what happens when they don't think well of us? And, and if that's the case, we're living for somebody else's approval versus Yahweh's. Peace is a relationship, somebody will change, it'll be better, I'll be happier, I'll have more peace. Think about it, if my peace is in how well the sermon goes, <laughs> I came across this leadership article this week, <laughs> this is you know, it's for pastors, it was entitled this, How to Learn from Your Sermon Failures. And I said, God, are you telling me something? <laughs> but you know, we can't find our peace in that. Our, our peace if our peace is tied to circumstances, our peace will always flee. But God says, Yahweh, I am that I am. He never changes. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. I mean, without this, there is no peace. But with God, with God, he is unshakable. But this peace with Yahweh is not a thing. It's not a circumstance. It is a person. It is a relationship with Yahweh. I will be your God and you will be my people. I am the great I am that I am. I will be who I will be. John Ortberg said this, 
Peace doesn't come from finding a lake with no storms. It comes from having Jesus, the Prince of Peace, in the boat. Peace does not lie in getting God to give me other circumstances, but seeing that God is in all circumstances. Amen? Keeps me awake if not you, so you know, that's one of the reasons I do it. But this is exciting, that in the midst of this world that's so tumultuous, and we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds it. Yahweh Shalom. The Lord is peace. So I want to go to the third thing. And this, I, I, and I was really praying about, because this is a standalone sermon, you know, God, what is a practical? Because God's word is living and active. I mean, it is practical. That praying the Lord is peace. My shalom. My shalom. Again, Yahweh Shalom is a covenant God. I will be your God and you will be my people. This is a daily relationship with God. It's not just a relationship when the bottom falls out of our life, but a daily leaning in to God. How do we take heart? Well, first of all, we stand on the truth that the Prince of Peace has overcome sin, Satan, and death. And he has released us, he has redeemed us from the captivity, the slavery of sin. And to daily submit our lives to the authority and the supremacy of this God. You know, one way we do that, and this is what I wanted to be practical, is in our prayer life, we, we can actually, as, as we have learned about this name and as we, we ponder uh, and, and meditate on this, we can use it in our prayer life. And let me just give you an example. You know, praise. You are God and I am not. You, O oh Lord, are the sovereign, merciful God. You are creator, redeemer, self-existent. I, in praising, what it does is it takes our eyes off of the circumstances, on all the uncertainty, and it puts us, our eyes on, on, on God, on Yahweh, the Almighty, the everlasting. Not, not the created, but the creator. And it doesn't change our circumstances, but it reminds us that there is a God who is over them, that nothing happens out of his holy purpose and sovereign will. We can bring it to God in confession. Lord, forgive me for searching for peace in all the wrong places, for trusting in that which is created instead of you, the creator, for worshiping other than you, I pray. Forgiveness. Give thanks. Thank you, God, that you are Yahweh. And, and recount the ways you have seen that. Remember, see, the problem in Judges is they forgot. And we forgot, forget the faithfulness of God. In Thanksgiving, we can recount God all the ways I have seen you faithfully work as Yahweh, my shalom. And in bringing our needs before God. God, my situation is overwhelming. I am scared, I am frightened. Thank you that you are Yahweh. Thank you that you haven't left me. Thank you that you can work. We lift up our children, and you know when we pray for our children, yeah, oh Lord, I pray they would be the most popular person in school, best grade average, but you know what? What happens when a bully comes around? No, pray that they would know Jehovah Shalom. Pray.
Pray that they would be in relationship. Pray that God would cover them under the protection of his blood and mercy and grace. The, 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 the angels of the Lord encamp around those who fear him. To begin to pray for the world. And as Betsy you know, mentioned with the pandemic and just the places around the world that his peace would come. Not the peace that it, it, it is so tran transitional. That we press in. That we keep our eyes upon the one who is Yahweh. Shalom. Isaiah says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You know, here's an interesting factoid. Two things. One, in case you don't know this, Amazon, if you have a Kindle, an ebook, uh, and if you highlight anything in any of the books, they actually track it. And, you know, they're able to say, well, somebody read, you know, Pride and Prejudice, and they highlighted this part this many times. Well, they do that with the Bible, too, with people who have the Bible on their ebook. And what Amazon has shared is that the three top scriptures that people highlight, Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because Yahweh is with me. John 3:16. for God so loved the world, Yahweh so loved us, he came himself. And then Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. And then the Bible app. Uh, the CEO of the Bible app says that the Bible app has been downloaded more in 2020. I know the worst year we've ever experienced, right? Well, guess what? People have been downloading the Bible app. And I want to look at my notes because it tells us. I, I just want to make sure I get this right because I think it's pretty impressive. that. Um, the, so the popular YouVersion Bible app saw searches increase by 80% in 2020, totaling nearly 600 million worldwide. Isaiah's assurance, do not fear, was the Bible app's top verse globally. Uh, it was ranked number one in US, the U.S., India, South Africa, the Netherlands, and the Philippines. In Ghana, the top verse was Philippians 4.8, do not be anxious for anything. And in Kenya, Romans 8.28, in all things, God works for good. That we turn and lean in and stand upon God's word, which is unchanging and true. You know, we, we sang the song, on, on Christ our cornerstone we stand. Everything else is shifting sand. Psalm 48, 8, in peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord. Keep me. You help me dwell in safety. Isn't that such a blessed promise of Yahweh? Because when do we worry the most? When we start to close our eyes at night and suddenly swirls around. 2 Thessalonians 3.16, now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord, Yahweh, be with you, all of you. Psalm 29.11, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace, with shalom. Psalm 119.165, great peace has to have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. You know, I don't know what tomorrow holds. And frankly, I don't know what the world holds in five minutes. But when we press in to God's truth, when we lean upon his holy word, we know who holds it. Yahweh, I am that I am. I will be who I will be. Shalom.
Corey Ten Boom said this, when Jesus takes your hand, he keeps you tight. When Jesus keeps you tight, he leads you through your whole life. When Jesus leads you through your life, he brings you safely home. He brings you safely home. You know, I don't know what you're going through, but I know that everybody's struggling with something. I hope you hear that this is not a God who is far off. You know, this is not a God who doesn't know what you're going through. This is not a God who doesn't care. Cast your burdens upon the Lord. Why? Because he cares for you. I'd just like to pray for you in closing, but I hope that this is something you hold. I use the names of God to pray because sometimes I don't know how to pray. And as I have immersed myself in the, the names of God, you know, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord heals. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. It strengthens and encourages and takes my eyes off of me and my circumstances and places them on the Almighty God. So I'm just gonna pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead. And you know, you could hold your hands down here, it's okay, God knows the need, or up, whatever, but. Oh, blessed be your holy name, Jehovah. I am that I am. Thank you, oh God. Thank you that in all the uncertainties we face, we can stand firm on you as our rock and our redeemer, our covenant God. There is not a soul in this room or watching or in this world that you don't love, that you don't long to be in relationship with. God, for, help us to detach from those things that hold us, that promise peace, but lie to us. And help us, help us to focus upon you, to lean into you. God, you know who here is struggling with worries and doubt. God, that didn't stop you with Moses or Gideon. It hasn't stopped you throughout history. Thank you. Just gonna pray that you, oh God, would bring your touch, your peace to each heart, each estranged relationship, each shameful thought, every regret, every unknown. We thank you that you are the triune holy God. You are Yahweh Shalom. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the Holy Spirit who indwells and gives us your peace. We lean upon you, Yahweh Shalom. I am that I am is our peace, amen.